Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. So I have a question for you. What? What would Audio Shelf's autobiography be called? Hmm. One life to headphone. These are the days of our audiobooks. Young and the audiobookless. (laughs) (laughs) The voices in your head. That's more original. That's actually really good. Yeah. We should start writing it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that better. (laughs) So today we're going to be doing an episode on autobiographies, mm-hmm. specifically people from Hollywood, because that's all who whoever writes autobiographies anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't even wait. Who has ever had an autobiography that wasn't on a Hollywood Walk of Fame? That's true. Has there been? I mean, there has to be presidents, maybe like Hemingway. Did oh, he have authors? A, yeah. Like famous authors. But like. Right. No, did they have autobiographies or did they just have biographies after the fact? I think they had biographies after the fact. This is mind-blowing. Wow. (gasps) Okay. So let's talk about that. What is this episode going to cover? This episode is going to cover um, how Hollywood wants to stick its big fat nose in everything. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Uh, hey, facts are facts. They are. Facts are facts, Monique Hart. Facts <laughs> are facts. So um, what who, who what audiobooks come to mind? What celebrities come to mind for you? Okay, so well, first of all, I have to say that I have listened to Dick Van Dyke's autobiography, which I thought was brilliant and great and inspiring and all of the things that I ever needed from an autobiography. Mm-hmm. But then there are some that um I don't know if they have any business being autobiographies. Like, mm. like there's some that are just kind of boring. And I know Brad has listened to more of we've, those boring we've ones. We've talked about this, actually, mm-hmm. when we did the Dick Van Dyke episode for Thanksgiving yeah. uh-huh. last year, where there are some celebrities out there that are getting autobiographies and they have no they haven't lived yeah. Life. Like Anna Kendrick. Like Anna Kendrick, which is what we talked about in the last episode. So yes. please go back and listen to it because we're not going to talk about it again. But we are going to talk about we other talk, we, examples. And we, and we might talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I wonder who else has come up with autobiographies that you're just kind of like, huh. I, okay. So I really feel like a few of the younger celebrities that, I don't know, really just kind of don't have much of a background. Like you can read their Wikipedia page and figure out what their biography is going to be because Mm -hmm. they haven't really done much. Like I feel like there's probably supermodels that have are currently working on their autobiographies that don't really need one. Mm -hmm. The Real Housewives ladies, they don't need an autobiography. And they're not even doing autobiographies. They're hiring ghostwriters Mm -hmm. to do their biographies. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, these people don't need to be doing it. Yes. I don't understand why. Like they think it's just another market to make money in. Mm -hmm. 
where it's like there are legitimate authors that are really trying to create something mm-hmm. that's wonderful. I remember back in the day when I was, I think we all had like autobiography, like, you know, projects for middle school or something. Mm-hmm. You had to go to the library and pick out someone that wrote an auto and you had to do a report on them. Of course I used Reba. <laughs> Comfort in the quill. Like, I come mean, on now. it's kind of obvious. It's obvious. But I remember they're looking at all the selections and they were all older people. Yeah. Which to me, when you become a certain age, you have life experience that you can put into an autobiography and actually make it, I don't know, interesting, legitimate, even entertaining and like hopeful. Yeah. I mean, a a large part of Dick Van Dyke's book, Keep Moving, was about him being on the set of, I think, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and going to the doctor and and realizing that he had arthritis in his um, in in like his joints and his knees and Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't be able to dance or walk or or anything like that without a lot of pain. So what he did was he kept moving. He's in his 90s now and wrote this book probably, I think it was like three or four years. Maybe it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's still dancing. He's still up and moving. So like if he was 30 and got this diagnosis and then wrote this book at 34, it wouldn't have as much like weight mm-hmm. to it as yeah. it does from a man who is in his 90s and and keeps pushing through the hardships that he has gone through. Mm, you know, like yeah. just yeah, that's just my feeling. Another thing about autobiographies is that first of all that word is so that freaking is so, hard. Can we just call them like I like how you said autos. You want to call them autos? Let's call them autos. Okay. Another thing about the autos is that I like to read or listen to people who are underrepresented. So, for instance, yes, I'm sitting there saying Anna Kendrick, her audiobook isn't, or her auto, <laughs> her auto isn't full of life lessons and hacks and and hopeful messages for her listeners or readers. What is it full of? It's of her journey in New York City becoming an actress and how she's, her parents basically did everything they could for her to get her where she was. That's essentially what it is. And then her, you know, success with Pitch Perfect or movies like Camp, that's kind of what she talks about. Like mm. her, the success, the, the small successes that got her to be Anna Kendrick today. She's only like really been on the scene for like, what, 10 years? Yeah. That's exactly that's not. However, when I listen to Tiffany Haddish's audiobook, she. Like, yes, she's young and she's new and she's very popular within the last five years, maybe. Uh But she has life stuff happened. I mean, she grew up in foster care. She almost got murdered by her her stepfather. Wow. Her mother had gotten into a car accident and left her with a brain injury who and she ended up treating her horribly. And but yet she was there to take care of her mother. And then she talks about. Her life as a uh, entertainer 
at um what do they call what are the Jewish ceremonies called? Right now keeps on the bar tip mitzvah? of my tongue. Bar mitzvahs. And she was like with a clown and <laughs> like and she was doing comedy things at these parties. And it's just those are things that I'm interested in hearing. Yeah. About how you how a person really sunk their teeth into life and finally and like through dedication became who they were. Yeah. Not someone who was just handed everything. Yeah, that's that's very much true. And I think that's my biggest problem too is that and also with Tiffany Haddish as you were like going through it, I saw a lot of similarities with your story with like mm-hmm. your family background and stuff yeah. like that too so oh, yeah i was just like oh brain injury yes yeah like it yes. helps it helps with that connection too and it helps her to talk about it and i just don't feel like i don't know i i just don't think i haven't read like amy schumer's book or anything mm-hmm. like that but she might have struggles and she might have 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 had um issues coming up just because she's you know not your typical like size zero model Mm-hmm. And she's a comedian. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. She would. That book, I would, you know, I've, I've listened to that one. And I would put that in the same category as Anna Kendrick. Really? Be, there are some, there are ways different celebrities write their books uh-huh. that are, you know, that's kind of the deciding factor of if it's going to be a good auto or not. Yeah. So, for instance, Jennifer Lewis. Mother of Black Black Hollywood, that's her name. She wrote a book from birth to where she is now. That is an autobiography. Mm-hmm. She went through the hoops of Hollywood. She has seen horrible things. She's been a part of, I mean, she was best friends with Bette Midler. She taught, has a whole chapter about that. She's just seen, she's seen things. Yeah. With Amy Schumer, I feel like she got the book deal because she's popular. Oh, 100%. That's why most of them did. I mean, Anna Kendrick's book came out the height of her popularity. Exactly. So it's just kind of a thing that they tack on. Exactly. And and she doesn't really talk about anything worth, like, too deep in her life. Right. She even says, this isn't a book about, you know, to tell tell you who I am personally. You know, things like... Then what is it about? Exactly. What what are you doing? Yeah. It's about her journey through Hollywood. It's about her journey to become a comedian, her, you know, how men have sexualized her in ways... I don't find Amy Schumer. <laughs> but I mean, like she sexualizes bad, herself. Like, true. And, and I think that she talks about I that. I mean, that's like her taking it back. But then yeah. she also likes to... She also likes to throw stones. Yeah. And so that's kind of what she talks about in her in her book. And for me, as a 20-something-year-old person who lives in the suburbs, not related to anything Hollywood-esque, mm-hmm. I don't have that lifestyle. That doesn't really speak to me as much as Jennifer Lewis's book or even... Candace Bergen's book or you what know, about some, Amy Poehler you you listen to yes. that one so I, I like and that's another thing is I liked Amy Poehler's book I enjoyed it there was a lot of stuff that I learned about Amy Poehler but it still didn't give me who Amy Poehler was as much as I wanted it mm. I think I prefer Amy Poehler's book more so than Tina Fey's book oh interesting because I, I felt like Amy Poehler kind of talked about you know, her life as a mother and then her relationship with 
Will Arnett, maybe that is that his yes. name? Yes. Yes. And he was on Arrested Development and 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 she also know. talks about like drug use and stuff, right? And drug use and and her up up and coming with the Second City Network. Mm-hmm. I think that's no, is that the, I think that's their I forgot their um improv group that she was a part of. But she talks about that. So that was interesting to kind of hear this person come up from like through these different alleys of of comedy to be where she is now. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't hate Tina Fey's book, but there is not enough for me to be like, oh my God, I just learned so much about these people. Even, I mean, Tina Fey's book, she talks about her scar. Yeah. But never tells you exactly what happens. And yes, as the public, we don't need to really know that kind of stuff. But if you're going to make your name a worldwide name and if you're going to become a, a person in the view the public's view mm-hmm. give us a reason why you have a scar yeah so you know <laughs> like that's my feeling is that and i'm trying to like draw a connection as to why like tiffany haddish's book and um dick van dyke's book and and um all of the books that have made like an impact on us I, you really liked mindy kaling's book yes and and again that's a book that really it's how she wrote it. Yeah, exactly. So like trying to find the the ways of how they wrote versus how the Amy Pollers and Amy Schumers and maybe another Amy in there, but Anna mm-hmm. Kendrick and stuff like that, um, how they wrote, it's it's kind of almost like I wanna say like it's a thing with the the popularity, like the coming up very quickly and then them just tacking on a book deal because that's what's in the contract and mm-hmm. they'll just release one really quick. But then I don't know why Tiffany Haddish's book was was so influential because that was released at the height of her career too. Yeah. Like that's when she was really coming up. Mm-hmm. Like that was the whole like um, controversy of like the Oscars or something yeah. where a girl's trip wasn't nominated Mm -hmm. and stuff and she wasn't nominated for being like best female Mm -hmm. comedian or whatever um it's just so so i think it really is i think it really does come down to how it's how it's written how do they handle do they actually have a hand in writing it or are Mm -hmm. they just leaving 90 percent of it to a ghostwriter who just takes these folders Mm -hmm. of facts and just arranges them in special ways exactly you know and I think it it if an a celebrity has a point that they're trying to make in their audio autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't get past saying audio book. <laughs> so if if an if a celebrity is trying to have a point and they have a theme, for instance, Tiffany Haddish had the theme of the last black unicorn. Mm. That was her book title. She her her theme was like this is how. This is what makes me original and this is what I'm going to do to keep myself relevant in the future. Right. Kind of, that was like her her main thesis of her auto. With Mindy Kaling, she stuck with – for her first book, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me and Other Things. I forgot the <laughs> subtitle. It, I mean you sold and other things to me. <laughs> um, she Her point of that book was her insecurities. Right. And so she didn't – yes, she went into a lot of – things about her life and her past, but it was more so like current insecurities of who she is and what type of per- person she is. And that mm-hmm. to me means more to me more than let me tell you about the last 10 years of my life 
of how I got famous. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah, it does. Yeah. That, that theme. And you are just on a roll with your autos today. Oh, because thank y'all. Thank you're like, y'all. it's the way it's written. And the the fact that they have themes. Like, I mean, you know what autobook that we need to listen to? Which one? The Lucille Ball. Oh, my biography. God. Can you? I was literally about to buy the hardback for you the other day. <gasps> oh, my God. Because I found it at the bookstore Curmudgeon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get the hard book. And I was like, but she's not going to want the hard book. She wants the audio book. We gotta be. And, I, and I looked up, but they have the audio book on Audible. Oh, cool. Yes. So, they have a few that yeah. are, you know, obviously not narrated by Lucille Ball. I think there's, I think they have her old radio shows actually mm-hmm. on there, yes, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Something that we should get and review. We should definitely do a Lucille Ball. Yes. Mm. We should have a Lucille Ball episode. I was just thinking that. Oh, my God. We should have a Lucille Ball. Mm. <laughs> Where do we come up with this? <laughs> Where does it come from? Oh my god. Oh. But anyway, um I feel like just based on things like with with Lucille Ball, for instance, um her documentaries mm-hmm. about her are so um I mean, they deep dive. Yes. They dive very deep into her marriage issues, into what it was like coming up and not being, you know, she wanted to be a comedian. She she wanted to be funny, but she was always put in these like beauty damsel in distress kind of roles, even though she didn't feel like she should be that. Um, so I feel like documentaries, they were before there were audiobooks. Like they were the audiobooks of the oh, 70s yes. and 60s and 80s and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, I agree. And so I try to like, if Anna Kendrick was turned into a documentary, what would it show? How long would it be? And where would it take me to where I would feel like I was better after watching it? It would take you to a Lifetime original movie. Right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, I don't feel like it would better me. Mm -hmm. But somebody like, and I keep mentioning him because he's my favorite person, Dick Van Dyke, watching his documentary, which I wouldn't, I want him to have a documentary. I wonder if he does. Watching his documentary, I just feel like I would feel so inspired because that's how I felt after listening to his book. I just felt so ready to take on the world and not let my age or how I felt or anything like that affect me. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt when I listened to Reba's auto is I felt a connection to my family more because of her connection to her family. Oh, interesting. She talks a lot about her mother and growing up with her, with her father and the rodeo that they were part of. And then she also goes through her struggles with her first divorce. Mm. And when she married Narvel, now she's divorced from Narvel, but <sighs> you know, she talks about those things and that made me connected to family. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what the themes are in in the audiobooks. You can't just have like a crappy thing of, well, I'm just going to tell you why I'm a celebrity. Exactly. You have to have motivation Mm -hmm. to be having this book. Yes. It it will not just sell because of your name. It will at first, but in the, I mean, in 50 years, what are you going to be telling your grandkids to be listening to? Mm -hmm. Tiffany Haddish's book or Anna Kendrick's? Tiffany's right Mm -hmm. so it's like you you have to have an autobiography that's going to outlive you Mm -hmm. 
Now we have, before we came up with this idea to talk about the show or this kind of theme, we were talking about Trevor, Trevor, what's his name? Trevor Noah? Yes. And I have not listened to his audiobook. No, I have not. He's won a lot of awards. Yeah, for the audiobook, which didn't he win one that was just like kind of so crazy weird to us that he would have won that? Like, wasn't it like best narration or something yes. like that? Yes. It's like, it what best, are you talking about? It was best male narrator. What the are there, world? Are there no male narrators out there? Like, hello. I mean, I think that was just Hollywood saying we need to put a dollar sign on this. Yeah. Like they're. Hollywood is literally overtaking everything. Like they're stepping on everybody's toes. Mm -hmm. Like we know and we have interacted with so many amazing male narrators that this is their job. They don't go on the daily show and make money making fun of like politicians and interviewing Mm -hmm. random people that I don't even know who they are. Yeah. But like to, to give him best narration for his audio biography mm-hmm. <laughs> like how i said audio biography yes because it was like i like that i like, like that. auto but it's <laughs> it's his like voice i like that anyway um why yeah what's, makes no sense what's the point that you're just basically kicking down all of the narrators i mean okay yeah all right fine you're you're showing off that this is where audiobooks are Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's a great platform to have. Like, oh, I'm in the same uh, business as Trevor Noah, who has won this audiobook narration. But if Hollywood just continues to give awards to their people in the audiobook world, how are you going to make a name for yourself, male narrators? Oh, I think you just threw down the gauntlet. I mean, th- real question. Like, how can them constantly... Getting people in from Hollywood that that if you've been working for 20 years at this craft, this guy comes in, does one book and wins all the awards. Meanwhile, you have 200 books under your belt. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And don't have anything to show for it except for that resume. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's very much like podcast world, too. Yeah. There are so many people that just have a name. Yeah. And then they have this best-selling or best most downloaded podcast yeah when in retrospect there's so many other podcasts that aren't being listened to that deserve to be listened to yeah it's interesting because i mentioned this to sean and sean's like well you want those people because they bring recognition to podcasts yes that's true but then at a certain point when do the little people who are trying so hard to get recognized by mm-hmm. Time Magazine, by oh. <laughs> just BuzzFeed. Yes. I mean, where is where are the recognition for those people? Mm-hmm. Because you can't just take a BuzzFeed article and then be like, you know what I want to do? I want to say the most famous podcast in the world and say that they're the best. Well, then you have Dak Shepard. You have um, the Serial podcast, which, mm-hmm. yeah, the first one was really good. The so second good. one was men. The third Ugh. one I heard was really good. Really? Yeah. Um, but you have a lot of true crime. You have lore. You have all of those. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but you got to branch out. You have to really sift through to find those diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. 
but they're not doing that because and, they take the top names off iTunes. Exactly. And we can't just leave it up to Facebook groups and social media. No. Because no offense, guys, but if you post something, no one comments, no one likes or. No. You don't get the you don't get the attention that you guys need. And I think bigger people, whoever that may be in the podcasting and audiobook world, they need to really look at all of those smaller people first. Yes. They'll be missing things. Missing yeah. things that you they probably won't see. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? What? We need to do a separate episode about this. Oh. We need to do an episode because I feel like this is one of those where people are going to be like, oh, I saw the title and I liked it. Oh, I saw the title and I liked it. Throw him back. Katy Perry. But yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's a popularity contest now, especially in the podcast world, to have a catchy name. Exactly. And if you don't have a catchy name, if you have catchy episodes, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. No, it doesn't matter if your content is great. As long as you have a stupid title and a name, mm-hmm. then you'll be successful. And that is not how it should be. And that is what we need to talk about on the next episode of Audio Show. I think, we, I think we're there. I think, I think that sets us up pretty nicely. I think so. Mm. So what auto do you want to listen to next? I know we have Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. But what other autobiographies do you want to cover? I want to listen to the like old, the old Hollywood. People. Yes. I don't want to. I want to listen to Minnie Kaling's book mm-hmm. because you said that was really good. Um, I might listen to Tiffany Haddish's book because mm-hmm. I did like her. Yeah. Um, But I don't want to waste my time with these people who are just pumping out books just because they want to make a quick buck exactly. and they want and they have publishers that want to make a quick buck off them. I don't want that. I don't need that in my life. Mm-hmm. When my audiobook is written, I will not have any wasted time in it. Oh, <laughs> yes. But what about you? Hmm. There was one that I really wanted to listen to, but I forgot it. African-American woman. Who was it? I forgot. There's okay. someone me and Eddie both love. Because that's, that's what happens is me and Eddie will listen to autobiographies together. That's our new thing. Oh, that's so cute. That's what we listen to Tiffany Haddish's and then we listen to uh, what's her face? Oh my God, I can't. Just, I just said her name earlier. Ma, Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> I'm saying Mother Lewis. Ma, Mother Lewis. Mother. Oh, speaking of mothers. Did you listen to RuPaul's book or or Bianca's? I'm currently reading RuPaul's work in it because they don't have an audiobook for that. Oh, of course. And it's would. only 172 pages. Oh, well, that's a short life. Yes. And and it's not and that's the thing is it's not an audiobook or audio <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in there. <laughs> it's not an autobiography so much. So that is, as it's kind of exactly what Willem did and what Bianca Del Rio is doing with her. Okay, so like guides? It's it's very much like a guide. Mm. She goes through her prep. She goes through her wigs. There's a whole chapter on how her diet, which let's be real. She's, I would say she's anorexic. <laughs> I'm just saying. She don't eat. She don't eat. And she only eats like oatmeal in the morning and then 
She says, maybe a steak at night, but that's it. I'm like, I need a whole bunch of snacks. Yeah. Snacking is the way to live. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're much more like guides more so than... Than bi- autobiographies. Now, Paul does have an autobiography, but that one's longer and it's older. Oh. And not an audiobook. So I would have to probably find that somewhere. Okay. But yeah. But I want to listen to a couple of people. Like, I want to listen to Jane Fonda's. I want to listen to, like, Candace Bergen's. Like, oh, my gosh. I just want to listen to, like, older women. Yeah. And their struggle with just everything. Yeah. I mean, because let's be real. The the struggle for Candace Bergen. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be way different than the struggle for Amy Schumer. I mean, she had a TV show that was... The definition of female, female, like femininity, like female power. Yeah. Yeah. Woman power. Yeah. In the 80s and 90s. And it's coming back. Like, yes. Wow. What? That's not going to be incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. And she has stayed relevant for all these years by being Candace Bergen. Yeah. So I need to I need to listen. I think that's going to be my next audiobook. Yeah. We need to listen to that. Because mm-hmm. that one's great already. I'm just going to say that it's great. It's great. It's great. So if you want to stay up to date with us and when we listen to other audio autos, audio autos. <laughs> audio audio. audio. Uh, that's a tongue twister. That is a tongue twister. Okay. Um, audio, auto. I keep wanting to say audio biographies. <laughs> it's so hard. It basically is an audio biography though because it we'll is. be listening to it. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, if you want to stay up to date with us whenever we listen to audio biographies, <laughs> please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. Follow us on Instagram at Audio Shelf underscore podcast and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. We are everywhere and we would love to have you. Please be a part of our family. Please come <laughs> and nuzzle into my bosom. And if you want two free bosoms, I mean, <laughs> I mean, two free books. <laughs> Two free books for the price free. Please go into our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial. And mm. you get two free books. Mm. It doesn't get better than that. Mm. And if you want to support us in a monetary way, please go onto our Patreon where you can uh, find that information on our Twitter and on our Facebook. You can donate just a dollar. It helps us upgrade our equipment, upgrade our show, upgrade our lives. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) It was just coming up at me. Like a demon. That's the title <laughs> of our 2024 audio shelf audiobook. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I, don't, I usually don't do that in public. <laughs> audio bio. So. That's kind of how I felt when I read Reba's audiobook. Yep. That's how I felt when I read Rita Rita's Rita's. You read the Rita's ice icy book. Frick bloopers. Um